Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. While you're turning there, give honor to our bishop this evening. Love and appreciate him very much. Uh, missed his message this morning, but caught the end of it. I want to be in the right chair. Man, and I think I got enough out of what I did here this morning that if you're not at the uh, the prime chair yet, just keep moving. Amen. This is not a, uh, you got to be in first place at all times or you're lost. Just be moving. Amen. By the time he got to reading his text, I was getting really, really, really uncomfortable because I knew it was the exact same verse I was going to be reading this evening. <laughs> I got in class and I told my wife, I said, I had to get out of there. I'm reading the same verse and I don't really want to know what he has to say. <laughs> Amen. Safer that way. <clears throat> We're going to be headed to Revelations 3 and 20 here in just a moment, but if I could call, call your attention to Matthew chapter 7. In verse number 7, the Bible says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And a few people that seek, find. And he that seeketh findeth. I must have had some spots on my glasses. And to him that knocketh. I feel the Holy Ghost. It shall be opened. Somebody look at your neighbor tonight and say open. Revelations chapter 3. Verse number 20. You've heard it already today. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Mighty God in Christ, I love you. In the name of Jesus, God, your word is real. Your word is anointed. God, I'm asking you, Lord, for a move of your anointing tonight. Minister your people today. God, with the holy word of God. For it is your word that will stand forever. It is your word that will last. In the name of Jesus. I want you to smack your neighbor a high five tonight and tell him the open door. You may be seated. That's what I want to talk about tonight. Simple message, simple title. The open door. A door is a movable barrier for opening and closing an entranceway. A door is also a doorway by which you can go through. Uh, When you came into this sanctuary this evening, you had two doors you could go through. 
could go through that middle set of doors or you could go through that side door, but you had to go through a doorway. A door is also any means of approach, admittance, or access, as in the doors to learning or the doors to education. A door is any gateway marking an entrance or an exit from one place to another. A door is also a symbol of a chapter of life or a change in life situation or position. We often seek for the door, Brother Wright. We often seek for a new chapter in life. Anybody have a chapter in life right now you'd like to close? You may have a chapter you'd like to start rewriting a new. Maybe it's time to stop chapter 5 and begin chapter 6 fresh. There are phrases associated with the door. Uh, we often make statements such as a person was at death's door. Or being at one's door. Or use the back door, especially if your shoes are dirty. Or they're beating down the door. Or they're behind closed doors. Or they're opening the door. They're closing the door. Or companies have open door policies in areas where there's not even a physical door. It's just a, it's a symbol. It's a statement. It's a phrase that means something. There are many, many types of physical doors. And you'll recognize the majority of these. There are exterior doors. Interior doors, car doors, front doors, basement doors, bifold doors, closet doors, pocket doors, commercial, are you doored out yet? Commercial doors, overhead doors, garage doors, barn doors, office doors, classroom doors, doggy doors. You can't leave our four-legged friends out. Solid wood doors, panel doors, hollow, steel, French, glass, gliding Dutch doors, screen doors, storm doors, and for the Oriental, there's the shoji door, and then there's the patio door. I've probably left a few out. But there are doors that we have in life, and these doors are openings or closings to things that occur. It's not always a physical doorway or entryway or exit. It's a symbol of something in our life that stands for something it stands not only for where we are today, it stands not only for where we've come from, but it also represents where we are headed. In Matthew chapter 7, the Bible declares unto us that it says, Ask and it shall be given you. There is something specific to be said about asking. And I find it interesting this evening that uh, there, there's, it's almost as if there's some assumptions being made. That when you're asking for something, that you are going to ask for the right thing. For I do not believe that Christ's intention was that when He said, Ask and it shall be given you, that it was no holds barred. I do not believe that His intentions were that He would contradict Himself and allow us to ask for things that are contrary to His Word or things that are contrary to His perfect will for our life. Uh, I could ask for a million dollars, but I'm probably not going to get it. Amen. I could lay myself down on the garage floor and call myself a Porsche, but that doesn't make me German. 
car lovers will get that. There's certain things you can ask for that you're never going to get. And I want to just kind of level this out early in the beginning because it's hopefully the most negative thing I've got to say tonight. There's certain things you can ask for you will never get. You'll never have an answer for it. You'll never hear God say yes and you'll never hear Him say no. Because they are things we shouldn't be asking for to begin with. But when we will line our priorities up to the Word of God, it is an open doorway of access and passage that He said, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. It's an interesting thing tonight about the word shall. It doesn't mean might. The word shall doesn't mean it's possible. The word shall in modern day translation means will. If you ask, you will have it given to you. If you seek, you will find. If you knock on the right door, it is going to open up for you. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody hear me tonight. If you're constantly knocking on a door and it's not opening for you yet, change your door. You might be knocking on a door that you don't need open in your life. For he said, everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And he that knocketh, it shall be opened. This might go down in history as one of the shortest sermons of my entire ministry career. Be ready, brother DePriest. This passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 7 is for those who will ask. I want you to understand this tonight. Because in our scripture text this evening, I read you two passages. And they are quite the contradiction. They are extremes from the left to the right. I read you a passage of scripture that said, if you ask, you're going to get it. I read you a passage of scripture that said, if you go looking for it, you're going to find it. And if you walk up to the door bold enough and you knock on it, it will open up for you. That's to the go-getter. That's to the one who wants to get up and go find it. That's to the one who's willing to go get their promise. But there is another contrast that we must consider tonight. And that is that not everybody's going to ask. Not everybody's going to say, give me. Just, Just follow me now. There's nothing wrong with those that say, give me. Those of you that's been around me long enough over the years and heard me preach know that I advocate you must have a time in your prayer where you talk to God about you. That's how you stay saved. That's how you find direction. That's how you get answers. Those that There is a group of people. I talked to one just a couple of weeks ago, but there is a group of people that simply struggle with talking to God about themselves. I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. I think they're all right. They're just different. But there is a group of people that's not going to ask. There are some that will ask and seek and knock. And after knocking, they're going to see the door open. And they're going to get the blessing. And there's some that's going to be on the standby that's not asking. And they're not seeking. And they're not knocking. 
And they're frustrated because they don't see the blessing. And they don't see the bounty. And they don't see the wonder of God. Because they're not asking. And, and they feel like they're selfish if they ask. And it's, it's a personality trait that you just can't preach away. So what is it? What, what is going on in life? What is the difference here? You've got to understand something tonight. This door is a symbol. It is a door to your answer. It is a door of salvation. It is a door of opportunity. And it is opened up in many cases by your willingness to ask. But when you don't ask... You see, we could take the posture this evening that those of you that don't ask just don't get. We could. We're not going to. So don't. We're not, but we could. If we wanted to be extreme right tonight and just be really, really harsh and, and, and judgmental about it, we could say, ah, you don't ask, you don't get, it's your fault. I've heard people make those statements before. After all, the Bible does say you have not because you ask not. Yes, it does. In the book of James, chapter number 4, it does make that statement. But when you understand the context by which that statement is made, you understand it is nowhere close to relation of the same harmony as of that of Matthew chapter 7. For in James chapter 4, he is referring to the carnal petition of lustful, murderous, and contentious men, which is not recognized as prayer. They were asking for things, but God refused to recognize it as prayer because they had fightings and wars and murmurings among them. So they had not because they asked not in prayer. It wasn't recognized as prayer. So there's a difference there. It's not, not even close. So we must, we must take from this tonight that the lack of asking must not be interpreted as the lack of interest. Does that sound fair enough? Because there's some of you under the sound of my voice tonight, I believe you fall under the category of those that won't ask. There are some people that are not willing to ask for help because their personal pride gets in the way. They'd rather starve and the kitchen go bare before saying, please help. There are some that would never ask for help because they don't want someone to think that they're weak. And they don't want someone to think that they cannot make it on their own. There are those that won't ask, but without doubt, they are interested in God. There are those that won't ask about salvation, but without doubt, they are interested in God. There are those that will not ask or pursue, but without doubt they are interested in the will of God for their life. But they still just don't know what to do. They're, 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 they're contemplating between the world of asking and the world of just getting by. After all, some find it incredibly difficult to pray for themselves and to ask for themselves. So they carry the burden day after day after day, and they leave it very simply to just, they just don't ask. So I turn from the book of Matthew chapter 7, and I find over into to the book of Revelations tonight, chapter 3, that the revelator picks his pen up and begins to write these words. In verse number 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is our Lord speaking. This is our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is speaking the words very personally 
very pointedly and very favorably for you that he is the one standing at the door and that he is the one who is knocking. We have just now went from being told that you have to do the asking and that you have to do the seeking and that you have to do the knocking to now being told that the Lord Jesus himself is standing at the door and is willing to knock. Ladies and gentlemen, God is not a respecter of person. He doesn't leave anybody out of the equation. Those of you that want to ask, go right ahead and ask. Those of you that want to seek, go right ahead and seek. Those of you that want to knock, go ahead and knock. But to those of you that haven't yet asked, there is an answer for you, and that is God is standing at the door, and he's knocking for you. He will not leave you comfortless. He will come to you. And he's knocking at the door for you. He's not waiting on you to knock. He's not waiting on you to ask. He's standing right there saying, I'm giving you an open invitation. This is a door that you can walk through. All you've got to do is open the door. All you have to do is open the door. For those that need to be asked, that's who that's to. For those who fear the asking, but desire for God to call them, that's who that's to. While God offers the opportunity to you to ask, He loves you so much that He will offer Himself to ask you. He extends an alternative plan to those who are too intimidated or, or, or too, too personal in, in their, their surroundings and, and have, have a certain level of pride. It's not a dangerous pride, but have a certain level of pride about them that, that they don't want to ask, so they're waiting on God to ask them. And I declare to you tonight that by His Word, He is asking you tonight. And He is begging you to just simply open the door. All right, guys. I don't know where you're at, but you can come on out. God has prepared for you a door. I want you to look at your neighbor tonight and say, God has prepared for you a door. Let me, let me take a 15-minute commercial break. on the other side that's a doorway there you go I gotta explain my prop so now we have went from ask seek and knock as a group one type person group two type person is the one that won't ask but God is asking you all you've got to do is open the door. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, opening the door might be a little hard for some. See, I told you it's a simple message. I'm going to make it easy for you. Opening the door 
turning the knob might require too much decision making. Come on now. Some of you have been sitting in this church for years. Hello? Still making the same decisions you did a decade ago. Hey, that's not the will of God. And I can say that non-judgmentally tonight. I can say that by the power of His Word. Because all He expects from us, like Bishop was preaching this morning, just a little bit that I heard, is if you're in chair three, make your way to chair two. And if you're in chair two, make your way to chair one. It's called a bias toward action. If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. We've got to be moving forward. But you don't have to leap. You don't have to bound. You don't have to take 17 foot steps. But Terry looked at me tonight and said, I hope I've got enough, as much energy as Bishop has when I'm his age. And I said, Lord have mercy, I don't have as much energy as he has at my age. We both agreed to try to change that. We don't want to take his energy level down. We want to bring ours up. But you may not be able to take your, the heel of your foot and kick it up to your ear. But your hand lift is just as important. Your style of worship is just as important. God's not looking for you to be somebody else. God's looking for you to be real. And if you a holy roller, get in the floor and roll. If you a jumper, get up off your seat and jump. If you a runner, get on the floor and run. God's just looking for somebody to open up the door. He's asking you for an opportunity. He's standing at the door. So I ask you tonight, what opportunity are you going to give God in your life? For those who are active participants in the plan of God for your life. Revelations 3 and 8 says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. Now, let's pause right there for a moment. We've went from asking. We've went to where we are the ones to open the door. And now we are landing in a verse of Scripture where God is saying, I've already got an open door for you. I've got an open door sitting right in front of you. Now, what is your excuse? And then he declares, and no man can shut it. First Apostolic Church of Mount Carmel, since 2007, we've seen people come and go. We've seen people of all age groups backslide. We've seen statistics come into our congregation that we never seen in the 20 years prior. But when we came here in 2007, a voice of the Lord prophetically said, Behold, I have set before you an open door and no man can shut it. I've got to declare 
We are not here by the will of man. You are not here by accident. You are not here by choice. You are here because God has set before you an open door and there's not a man that can close it. Clap your hands to the Lord. Give him some praise. No man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Oh, it's so sweet how everything that he ties back to blessings all surrounds the name. For neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name like the name of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. If you won't praise him now, you'll praise him then. But oh, how I'd rather praise him while I have a choice than to wait till it's too late. I know thy works. Behold, I've set before you an open door. This is the absolute closest to I could get tonight to an open door. It is a passageway. It is a doorway of, 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 of symbolism. And an open door has free and unrestricted access. An open door includes a right of passage to which you don't have to ask permission. An open door means it's open, it's an automatic invitation. This open door doesn't require qualifications. This open door doesn't care about your social status. This open door doesn't care about your age, your health, or your wealth. This open door doesn't look to your past to determine your future. This open door is free, unrestricted access to the blessings of Almighty God. Somebody shout hallelujah. This open door cannot be shut by a man. This open door cannot be opened by man. Rest assured tonight when you get the blessings of God, you're not going to get them because somebody else turned the knob for you. It's God. God has strategically removed the hinges and laid the door aside and has permanently opened up an opportunity for you. This is a door that you didn't expect to open. It's a door that you didn't deserve to have opened. This is a door of blessing, a door of healing, a door of salvation. You may not deserve it, but God! I can walk through the door and I can say, oh, I may not deserve it, but God! I may not deserve it, but God! What are you saying? I'm saying I don't deserve to have this door. But he's removed the hinges. He's removed the knob. He's removed the panel. And he's given me a right of passage. A right of holy passage by which I have free access to come into the presence of an almighty God. And say, God, I thank you for the open door. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for blessings. I thank you for healing. I thank you, God, that whenever I approached this door the first time I, I, and I came out on the other side, when I got through the doorway, I was a new person. 
I want somebody to get it in your spirit tonight that you can walk through this door and while you're going through this door you concentrate on praise you concentrate on worship and you understand that this door tonight is a symbolism for you this door is a symbol of your past saying goodbye this door is a symbol of your future saying hello this door is a symbol of God's anointing and God's passion upon your life oh somebody needs to praise the Lord right now because God has set an open door God has set a message for you and God has set a means for you to go from one place in life to another This door is a place for you that where mistakes no longer matter. This door is a place that where I can walk up to it dirty and filthy and wretched and dripping with sin and I can walk up and on the other side of the door stands my father. And on the other side of the door stands my cleanser. I'm about to have a fit. On the other side of the door stands my doctor. On the other side of the door stands my redeemer. On the other side of the door stands he who was and he who is the almighty God. It doesn't matter how dirty I am. When I get to the door, the door is still open for me. So all I've got to do is approach the door and by faith believe that this door is a symbol of my repentance. This door is a symbol of my cleansing. This door is a symbol of my saying goodbye to yesterday. I may have been dirty when I got to the door, but going through the door, I'm coming out on the other side with victory. I'm coming out on the other side with praise. I'm coming out on the other side of an open door that God has given me to change my life. Somebody give the Lord some praise right now. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands to the Lord. An open door. Behold, I've set before you an open door. Ah, those of you that ask, you know what to do. Those of you that won't turn the knob, we've removed every barrier tonight. Those of you that's too scared, we've removed every barrier tonight. And God has set before you simply an open door. Bishop, Bishop, if you would, I'd like for you to come down here on this side of the door. Now, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I have been walking by faith all afternoon. I do not know what to expect. And I will declare to you tonight by faith that if this don't work, me and God still going to sleep good tonight. Because I'm simply going to obey God. I have removed every excuse you could have. I've tried to remove every barrier your flesh could present you with. You don't You don't have to worry about asking. You don't have to worry about seeking right now. And in an atmosphere such as this, you don't even have to knock. 
You don't have to reach your hand up and turn the knob. You don't have to push the doorway open. Behold, I have set before you, saith the Lord, an open door. Ah, you don't need to wait on me any longer. If you need healing in this house, this is your door. If you need salvation in this house, this is your door. If you need the Holy Ghost in this house, this is your door. Somebody can walk through this door tonight and on the other side, commit your life to God and leave this house different than you came. And if you don't have a need tonight and you're a leader in this church, I ask you to lead off and just in worship, just begin walking through the door. It just begin walk. I'll go first. But we need to walk through the door by faith. And in leadership tonight, Bishop, we need to be leaders and going through a door that God has set before us. Because on the other side, I'm going to be better. On the other side, I'm going to be different. He's a God of healing. Sickness can flee right now at the name of Jesus. Every disease must fall. In the name of Jesus, somebody worship him right now. If you don't have a need, why don't you come to the front and just begin to worship the Lord? We don't need music. We don't need. St- Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's F-A-C-M-C. Thank you and have a blessed day.